0: it's so cool to me actually i think it's the coolest thing to to see like albanians and latinas and greeks and italians there's so many and more on tiktok these comments that i see of like oh my god this is this is my grandma and like they're completely different cultures like we do the same thing
1: Hey everyone. I'm your new co-host, Sara, and this is the Assyrian Podcast, episode 172. I spoke with Romina Odisho of Romina Rated, who is an Assyrian content creator, writer, and comedian based in Chicago, Illinois. You may have seen Romina's videos shared by some of your friends on social media, but if you haven't, she's known for her hilarious TikToks in which she brings together comedy and her experience as a first-generation Assyrian American. Romina writes, performs, edits, and produces all of her sketches She's well known for a number of characters, including Yom, the universal Assyrian mom portrayed in many of her videos. In this episode, we discuss her upbringing, where she draws the inspiration for her characters, and what she looks forward to doing in the future. Rumina's passion for making you laugh is contagious, and I look forward to sharing this episode with you. She's also started performing stand-up comedy, and she's going on tour, so be sure to follow her to see when she'll be in a city near you. This episode is sponsored by the Oshana Partners, a husband and wife real estate team. Are you looking to purchase or sell a home in Arizona or California? John and Rita are available to help make your next real estate decision into a seamless transaction. Contact the Oshanas at 209-968-9519 and get to know them a little bit more by checking out their website, theoshanapartners.com. And now here's Romina Rated. so much for joining me today, Romina. Thank you for having me. For those who don't know you, um, do you mind telling me a little bit about yourself? Give me your background as if I don't know you.
0: <laughs> Sarah, the interview question, I hate that question so much. I know, that's why I asked. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about yourself. Does anybody ever know? Like, what do you say? Like, what do you say? My favorite color is mauve. Is it really? It is, actually. Oh. I used to, you know, growing up, I used to say it was red because I heard my mom say it once. And then I, I said it, and I had to commit. I was like, I guess my favorite color is red now. Uh, but it, it never was. Yeah, I like mauves, like a nudish pink color. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It's a okay. good color. It's a good solid color. Yeah, it is, isn't it? All right, you want to know about myself. I'm yeah. a middle child, so hence the middle child syndrome. Mm-hmm. I am a Syrian. I was born in Chicago. My parents are from Syria. My father is your uncle, my mother is your first cousin. Uh-huh. We won't get into that. No, though. we don't have to get yeah. into the genealogy of it all.
1: <laughs> what was it like growing up, you know, as an Assyrian kid? You're you're essentially first generation American. What was it like growing up in Chicago?
0: Well, you know, it felt like a normal childhood. My friends were my cousins, right? I didn't really know like any better until I entered the school system. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, you can have like other friends too, right? Friends that aren't related to you. But well, that wasn't a thing.
1: best friends not related to you? Right.
0: <laughs> uh, no, growing up, my best friend was my sister, hands down. And then my friends were my cousins. Like we did everything together growing up, you know. So entering the school system kind of shows you, I guess, the, the stark differences in, in the cultural norms. Um, so, you know, it was uh, interesting to say the least. Uh, my parents were super strict um, traditional old school Assyrian parents. So we weren't really able to hang out with friends after school. And actually it's really funny. Uh, we had this project my freshman year of high school and I'll never forget it. Cause I was so embarrassed, but we were assigned to, um, to research different parts of the city and our group was assigned Chinatown and so my group members are like all right whenever you go to Chinatown and I'm like yeah about that so I asked my parents they're like hell no you're not going to Chinatown and so uh, the day the presentation rolls along and you just see the slideshow of my group members having the best time (laughs) living their best lives in Chinatown and I'm like, yeah, I was a part of that group. I just, I wasn't able to go. So there's that, like, those awkward moments where you have to, like, explain to your teachers or to your friends. Like, no, I actually cannot do that because it's just not the norm in my culture. Like, my parents are super strict. You know, I can't go with you guys to Chinatown yeah. and research Chinatown. But i got to put the presentation together, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, and then this other time, oh, my God, it's so embarrassing. I feel so bad for this girl. If you're out there and you remember this story, I apologize I really do. I was walking home with my friend. The school wasn't that far from my house. It's the only reason why I was able to walk home from school. And uh, my friend's with me, and we get to my house, and I open the front door, and I'm like, okay. I turn around and look at her, and I'm like, all right, you can't come in because my mom won't let me have friends over. <laughs> and I kid you not, I had her sit outside on this white plastic chair. How old were you, guys? Uh, Sarah, I'm so embarrassed to admit I might have been in like fifth grade.
1: It's okay. We're throwing your parents under the bus, hundred oh, percent. And good. I tell my mom the story,
0: <laughs> <and> she <laughs> dies of laughter and goes, "I would have, I would have let her in. You're so capurta. She's like, capurta. You left her outside." And I'm just staring at her, like, "Are you serious?" Um, but you guys yeah, traumatized. Yes, exactly. So I feel really bad till this day. I bring up that story. I just feel so bad for that girl. But um, yeah, like school projects, like. You know, getting together at friends' houses to do those sort of things just wasn't a thing. I grew up in uh, in my church essentially, and and with my cousins. So that I felt like where the socializing was happening I was yeah. in our youth group and with my relatives. But um, you know, otherwise, pretty normal childhood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, it all it all adds you know, inspire it all inspires me. You know, yeah. it's the inspiration behind my content. So. I feel like that strictness
1: does inspire a lot of your material. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, you, you see it all over it. Like, I, I even wonder sometimes, like, was that little girl who inspired Stacy Macy? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what do you mean you can't let me into your right. house? Oh my it's God. cold out
0: here. Stacy Macy is like what I imagined it would have been like to have a white friend. Like, it's just the perfect time to explain all the things we can and can't do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, of course, Yom is the epitome of that that strictness um she's my mother and my grandmother fused in one and i then was gonna say all please. the other ladies in between <laughs> yeah who are they are we I dropping names? so many
1: people i definitely see your your mom's stuff in there every now and then it's a lot of your grandma's had a cat
0: oh yeah her hairy cats her hairy cats um <laughs> but uh yeah Yom Yom is inspired by my mom and the things that i experienced growing up and then of course uh my grandmother and the accent my mom people meet my mom they're like your mom doesn't have an accent like you are a fraud and i'm like hold <laughs> on though. wait my grandma does though um, so definitely the things that uh yom says and the accent inspired by my grandma the the situations yom finds herself in with her daughter are inspired by real life experiences that i've experienced with my mom um like one of the things i can think about this was one of my earlier yom videos was um my mom was like, get up and clean. You know, should we have that stare down Saturday mornings? You just want to chill in bed. Like weekends weren't a thing for us. Oh, my God. Yeah. I like just- uh, like Stacy's are like, oh, my God, it's the weekend. Like we're going to uh, enjoy it and just relax. Can't wait to just wind down and unwind and rewind and all the wines. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's that's so nice for you. Um, but we would wake up Saturday mornings and it was like, OK, let's go. Time to clean the house. And so my mom had a stare down with me and I got up to clean and by the time I got to the kitchen, she gave me a dirty look. And I'm like, what now? You know, like I got the mop in my hand. Like I'm doing everything by the book. What? What's, what's the problem now, right? And she goes, what are you doing? And I'm like, is this a trick question? Like I didn't know. I'm like, she's setting me up, dude. She's setting me up. It's not safe. And I go, I'm cleaning the house. And she was in the middle of cooking. Now, I guess you're not supposed to be like cleaning when somebody's in the middle of doing something like multiple times. We've had like when I say guests, I really mean like my grandpa or my aunts. And she's like cussing me out for sweeping, vacuuming or mopping around them. Like it's disrespectful, right? Like they're going to feel like, okay, do I need to get up and leave your house because you're cleaning? But like at the same time, like I'm not trying to sit around all day (laughs) waiting for you to finish your stuff. For me to finish clean, like I got things to do, right? Like another, you know, Assyrian American, American Assyrian. Like, right. well, how does it feel growing up? And you know, yeah. I mean, back home, like that's all they knew, right? It was like working the farms, at least for our family. Like yeah. we were from the in, village, in the villages, Yeah. Working the working the farms and then you know taking care of the household. Like they didn't, they weren't expected to like, you know, pursue education. Like we were, we're doing all of it. We're juggling all of it. So like, yes, I have other things I'd like to do with my day. Not sit around and wait for anyway I, I uh, digress um, now the funniest part I, lo- I love
1: that story because the funniest part is had you like prepped yourself to go out and like let's say run errands or something, oh no. and like you wanted to pre- be productive uh-huh. that morning just for yourself, mm-hmm. she' have been
0: like, "Where are you going?" Wonder, there's no for yourself <laughs> there's no for yourself in, in in this household. I don't know if people could relate to that, but it's like so she goes "What are you doing? i'm like I'm, I'm trying to finish cleaning, and she was cooking. And she gave me the dirtiest look and she goes, I'm cooking right now. Like, no, you're not going to finish cleaning right now. You're going to wait till I'm done because she might make a mess in the kitchen. It makes sense. Trust me. It makes sense. But I didn't want it to make sense in the sense moment. Sense. But anyway, I made a video of that. Um, so it's like just moments like that that I've experienced. I thought to myself in the time, like, how funny would it be if I made this a video? because it Because it's so frustrating. From our point of view, right? So, yeah, Yom is, Yom is inspired by the women in my life. <laughs> and uh, I named her Yom. Actually, my cousin. We were recording one of the very first videos of Yom at my cousin's house. And one of my cousins goes, so what are you going to call her? And I was like, I don't know. Like, do we give her a name? Like, I don't want to give her a name. And she's like, why don't you call her Yom? Which is what they call their mom. And I was like, that's brilliant. So Yom is Yom. And there's no name to her because she's just universal... Assyrian mom. And uh, funny story, my cousins don't call their mom Yom anymore (laughs) (laughs) because I ruined it for them. (laughs) Um, But yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely people in my life that inspire the characters and, you know, the aunties and the uncles that inspire some of those auntie videos. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Have you ever looked at Yom like the Assyrian Medea?
0: Yes. Yes, I have and people have said it too i am i don't know what the holdup is i have been wanting to grab um, screenshots of medea moments the famous medea moments and put yom alongside her and i don't know yet if they're gonna be like arch enemies or like (laughs) friends or the best of friends i don't know yet i i still have to think about how i want to set that up but 100 percent She's she's definitely Medea vibes. I mean, not as crazy. Sure, sure. Right? Sure. Which I'm she hasn't gone t- to jail yet. Right. I mean, yes, she has. She went to jail. Picking the grape leaves. I know she got arrested. I don't know if she went to jail. Okay, so I here's she how this happened. Out of happened. She did. You're okay. right. So that video, she got out of it. But then I had to do a cameo for a woman. And I it slipped my mind completely. And I felt so bad. So I think it was like... 1 a.m. I got in my car because everyone was sleeping, and I made it seem like the (laughs) The holdup was. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, the struggles of working from home. Um, I made it seem like the holdup was that she was back to picking tarpeh got arrested again this time it wasn't an assyrian it wasn't her neighbor and she it took yosip a while to bail her out so and, uh, technically speaking she has got arrested hilarious um but yeah i'm thinking of making yoma a little more crazy a little bit more medea you know i love it so she's not crazy enough as is you know what for assyrian standards she's almost there <laughs> i
1: feel like with assyrian you know, standards
0: it's-, it's it's funny you say that because I've posted videos, obviously, of her throwing the Syria 300s, the chiquelte. And uh, one woman commented and was like, that's terrible. Like, I've never done this to my kids. And I was like, wow. I I think I commented, like, protect her at all costs. (laughs) I was like, bless (laughs) you, you're an angel. Um, So, yeah, some people relate to it. Some people don't. But, um, yeah, I think the majority are like, yes, that is the Assyrian crazy, for sure.
1: I love that. And it doesn't have to be, you know, everybody's mom for it to be relatable, right? Uh, Your material is, it's funny to so many different people. And it essentially crosses borders, even Mm -hmm. like you have a huge following, and they're not all Assyrian. No, they're not. How does that feel being able to like, touch
0: even into other cultures that way? it's so cool to me actually I think it's the coolest thing to to see like Albanians and Latinas and Greeks and Italians there's so many and more on TikTok these comments that I see of like oh my god this is this is my grandma and like they're completely different cultures like we do the same thing and then also um it just it's cool because they're learning about our culture but it's also cool cuz i'm getting a glimpse into theirs. So it's it's really neat to be able to connect with such a diverse crowd. Also, it's so humbling to put us on the map, i feel like. And it's so cool to do that on like a creative content kind of platform. So, yeah, sometimes it feels like just a big fat therapy session for me, but <laughs> i mean, everybody i guess is living the same uh, same truth, so um, it's cool. It's cool. It's humbling. I'm just kind of in shock still. I have to pinch myself sometimes. Like, am I dreaming? Um, it's just how this whole thing just snowballed into Ramina rated. Your Ramina rated debut was with the Brati video. Correct. Right? That was yes. 2019, like Take right back. before the pandemic yes. when we hit. Correct. Yeah, TikTok kind of happened during the pandemic, um, but the Brati video was kind of the first thing that ramina raided put out um and uh for those of you guys that don't know there was a a a song called bruni which means my son and it was by a band called azaduta and i think they're australia based if i'm not wrong yeah and so i would it was like bruni like son wake up your breakfast is ready and i listened to it Basically. Yeah, (laughs) oh my god, he was treated like a prince. I'm pretty sure they filmed in like a castle or a mansion or something. It was it was funny, right? Like it was their own like parody of like how, you know, Assyrian mothers spoil their sons. And I thought to myself, Man, what would a Braty video look like? Like daughter wake up and just list the slew of chores and stuff that, you know, we're expected to do on a day to day basis. So I was just like joking around with my friends and then we're like, wait a second let's start writing lyrics and it was like <laughs> you know like rooms wet ready clothes are ready for you to wash like get up ain't no breakfast for you honey <laughs> we got stuff to do so um yeah we recorded it i had your sister play the original yom the yes. original chikata flingin yom is uh grace God. abraham grace Bar oops yeah abraham barco eh, whatever And then, uh, (laughs) your sister played the Brati and that, that video, I think has over like 25,000 views on YouTube. So that one took off and I, I was always, not always, I shouldn't say always. I started making funny kind of short clips and videos with the youth group. Um, so that was, I think the first time I was like, all right, here's my individual project. I'm putting this out there. And so that, um, took off and then the pandemic hit and then the, 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 short clips, started coming out the, the more you know the, the remaining rated clips that people are more used to seeing and i think what was funny is somewhere down the line i put i reposted the brati video and people didn't realize that that was like a remunerated rated thing uh, they're like oh my god you made this video because i was never in it you right? were directing it. i was everything it in. yeah i just wasn't it. in it yeah so that's when people it. were like wait a second this is your video so yeah yeah man grace is the original y'all when did you
1: get into the tiktoks mainly because that's when you really started putting your face out there and people started associating okay like ramina rated has a face basically it's not just these projects
0: yeah so i think i want to say it was january of 2020 so it's been a year and a little bit a year and a half, I would That's say. It's like two years. Is that two years? I was can't tw- do math. Sarah, January? I'm an English teacher. Please 2021? help me. 2021. I'm so embarrassed. Can you edit this out? Was it? I can totally. <laughs> edit out. We can't. Or was, was it can't. 2021? January. I'm not gonna 2021? go back to my Instagram right okay. now. Oh. So
1: I think we established that Ramina rated had started in 2019 with the Bratikoo video. Yes, and then the Rona came um,
0: in 2020, didn't I? 2020,
1: it 2020 not? yeah, like March. Correct.
0: So January, the following January, 2021, 2021 is when okay. I posted the first like my face Yom video.
1: Got you.
0: Um, so yeah, so then it has been a year and a half, a year and a half. Because wow. this past January would have made one a year. So yeah, Wow well, is right because the speed in which things took off was insane. I want to say the first video of mine that really took off was the first different types of dancers video I did. I was wearing that like green leopard v-neck dress. And then I did one like when you're at an Assyrian party, and they're like, "Em Basmalohon, There's a car blocking license plate number, right? Like so, those different type of like relatable uh, situations. And then the multiple personalities came out of me, <laughs> and the multiple characters were created. Everything kind of just you know progressed after that. Real Housewives came out, and Keto came out. Hilane, the best friend. Um, gosh, Nabir, who could forget Nabir, the cousin engineer that's in love with the daughter um and just you know the other stuff the aunties and the uncles i got that chest patch oh my god 40 bucks on amazon and i was so So worth worth it it. in the moment i was like you're not really spending 40 bucks for like little tiny hairs on a patch for a video and then i was like yes yes you are and it looked phenomenal like i think people thought that was that was really my chest hair i mean some people maybe not
1: we wouldn't be too far off for some you of them, know what so i mean lie. thank god so, for laser do, yeah thank god for laser. <laughs> truly. what is like the most favorite versus least favorite character or like videos that you're that you've been producing
0: most favorite to least favorite versus most difficult to easiest yes. how about that okay my it. least favorite videos would probably be like the the yom on the phone ones even though they're hilarious, I just feel like maybe for me they seem kind of boring sometimes. Um, but they're the easiest ones to do because it's like all on the spot. You one know what costume, I mean? Yeah, one, take, one costume, one, one take. Yes, the ones that are the most fun and like cringe and like silly to me are the auntie videos because those are quick and they're just fun and I get to like throw on makeup on my face and look ridiculous. So aunties are up there for me. But the one that I think I get the most satisfaction from when it's all said and done are the Housewives videos. There's so much so funny. It's just so funny to write like ludicrous like storylines and just make it so dramatic. And I know that's not a common thing for our community to like address. But man, it happens all the time. And what I'm referring to is like infidelity like we try to keep things hush hush and my mom hates the real housewives videos for that reason (laughs) she's like what is this like it's eba it's tacky like i don't like this i don't like this and i'm like that's funny mom like i think this is my fan base's favorite storyline is the housewives spoof so it's interesting because i'm like to her okay like it's able when i'm literally making fun of it like i'm like not not making fun of the infidelity like that's a serious thing that people go through but i'm making fun of like the drama the real housewives the 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 luxury of it all right but we don't do that like in real life we're like all hush hush about it and like whatever like to each other's faces like but then behind closed doors everybody's gossiping about it right so i just feel like it's like kind of hypocritical like okay bro i'm just joking about it (laughs) you're like upset at this like spoof like these these like little comedic videos i'm making but um yeah it's a little hypocritical if you ask me but there's some things yeah my mom my 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 mom and dad don't like certain videos that i do but i'm pushing the envelope with them slowly but surely and uh so yeah the housewives videos i think are my favorite but sarah girl it takes me just to film maybe five hours Oh, my God. Yeah. By the time I'm, like, done swapping out of each character, changing the lipstick color, the eyeshadow, the outfits, um, making sure I got the facial expressions down, you know, like, in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, this character is about to say this to to you, so you have to react in this way. And, like, making sure all the lines are said. I green screen from TikTok, so it takes forever. By the time I'm done recording that three-minute video, I have to screen record it, throw it in my phone, my editing app on my phone and then edit it captions audio all of that stuff it, it could take me like a week long it's like a That's week a long lot project. of work yeah
1: so i bet it's even more frustrating when people are like where is season two girl
0: <laughs> tell me about it i'll literally post a video a five minute clip right like five hours of filming will get me like a five minute oh clip oh my goodness and i'm like this this will do it this will hold them off for a bit and literally the first comment you'll see is like okay give us more where's the rest <laughs> where's part two like i'm I'm trying please i just finished (laughs) oh my god yeah it's a lot and i do it all on my phone and it's convenient but i'm ready to graduate i feel like i need to like get on some serious editing software because i feel like sky's the limit when i play around with that so right now it's kind of minimal like tiktok green screens that sort of thing but
1: you're working with what you've got in the meantime but you're still producing really good content and honestly like very fun to watch content thank you um i did want to ask you you mentioned your parents yes ma'am and
0: here we (laughs) go i want to
1: ask you because i i went to your stand-up show and your dad was at the one in chicago after the show i was just like you know how you doing how you feeling he's like and he's got a drink in his hand he's got a hookah in the other he's like i feel good
0: (laughs) i can't do your dad like you can do i feel good it's good man it's good (laughs) uh yeah. thank god i saw yeah. him laughing during and i was like yeah. i think at one point i stopped i was like hell yeah my dad's laughing yeah like i did it
1: he um, seemed really proud i had asked him you know how you feeling all that and he's like um you know we're good and as long as she doesn't cross any lines
0: uh-huh There's we're good lines.
1: what are the lines
0: let's talk about the lines. about the lines i think off the top of my head the lines i can think of are well church being the first one We've had a couple arguments in the house about certain church videos that I've done. Some people will agree with it. Some people won't. I'm not, I never am bashing my church. I love my church. I grew up in my church. Um, But the one that we had an issue with was the choir director one. (laughs) And in my head, I was like, I don't see the big deal. Like I sang in choir for all these years. And I just thought it was so funny how like serious we take ourselves. And they're like, people singing off pitch and people singing too loud and people singing too early and the choir director getting frustrated. Like that is all so funny to me when I look back at it. So I'm like, what's the big deal? But he's like, no, no, no. Like, it looks like you're making fun of our prayers. It looks like you're making fun of the prayers. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I could see how this could be misconceived. So I went as far as asking one of the choir members to watch the video and tell me what she thought. She was laughing throughout the whole thing. And then I said, so was that offensive? And she's like, no, why would it be? And I said, it doesn't seem like I'm mocking the prayer because, you know, I had to choose a prayer to to pretend we were practicing to. And she's like, no, 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 not at all. So I was like, okay, if if this lady who sings in the choir is telling me that it was funny and she didn't find it offensive, you know what? I'm just going to have to bite the bullet, post it, and 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 understand that not everyone will interpret it the way that it should be interpreted. And that's just with everything in life. So I yeah. think I even put like a caption like a disclaimer caption in case it was, you know, uh, spun out to be that way, right? So what I do is I jump between three platforms: TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and I name them in that order because I see it as like the youngins is TikTok, the the middle aged, not middle aged, the the millennials, I'm kind of middle aged, you know? I guess at this point. Yeah. Oh my God, Sarah, please. <laughs> So Instagram is, like, our age. I feel like maybe, like, maybe we'll call it, like, the, shoot, even teenagers on it. We'll call it the the, 16 to the the 40s, 16 to the 50s. And then Facebook is what I consider, like, the moms and dads, the aunties, uncles, the nanas even. Okay. So I knew right off the bat, Facebook was going to be where those comments would come from. The, you know, you're making fun of the church, like, how dare you make fun of our, our prayers, yada, yada. I was like, if, if it's going to happen anywhere, it's going to be on Facebook, because it's the older generation, right? So I piloted on TikTok. I threw it on TikTok. I was like, let's just see what happens. And it was all great, great comments. I don't think I saw one that was like, why are you mocking the church or the prayers? Um, so it was received well. Instagram, same thing. Facebook is where those comments came in, just like I had predicted. So I I got into it with my dad and I was like you know what that was one of those things where I just had to make a judgment based on what I thought was right and what I thought I was going to do like as a comedian like push the boundaries a little bit and uh, I posted it and what's hilarious is after all of that one of our bishops messaged me mm-hmm. and was like this video is so on point <laughs> so funny thank you so much and i was like see dad like it was re- received well you that know it's,
1: vindication yes yeah.
0: like aside from the you know the the five or six aunties on facebook who like and, and you know those people like i don't i don't argue with because there's no getting through to them and that, i think that's not what my job is either as a comedian, like I'm making the content, and I'm making it for the purpose of sit back, relax, and and have some fun and laugh, you know, and again, like I said, I put it in the caption, like there's no disrespect towards the church or anything like that, like I love my church, people that know me love my church, I think my content speaks for itself for the most, you know, most of the time, I don't, I don't pay attention, I don't give it my energy, because I, I know that for the majority of my fan base, they're receiving it the way it was supposed to be received. And I'm just not going to spend my time arguing on Facebook when I could just be recording more content. So yeah, that was uh, that was one of the lines, Sarah. The church is one of those lines that cannot be crossed. And um, the housewives thing, right? Like any allusion to like uh, infidelity or like anything scandalous, really, like anything sexual too, right? Like those are the things that, Eb, eb. exactly sure. like so those I think are the lines being crossed and um, I think I take pride in the fact that I have been able to produce pretty clean comedy and and people enjoy that and people have actually said like thank you so much for producing clean comedy um, even no matter how many times I've wanted to drop the f bomb <laughs> in like some of my stand up stuff that I've done in the past. Yeah, that would be very hard um, it's so, <laughs> for a lot of people. Yeah. But it's so hard to not because the F word is such a good filler word. Yes. Like it's so and sometimes it just does make things funnier. It's just kind of had to agree that I was just gonna keep it clean. And again, like I don't I don't mind it. Um and the fact that people appreciate it is actually a really cool thing. But yeah, I think for the most part I keep my stuff pretty clean. So I don't know if yeah. my dad has to worry about anything. And also I just can't see myself like on stage talking about anything that has to do with sexuality and my dad listening to it like i I want to die just thinking about it right now so um yeah i think i don't cross the lines i i I kind of push the envelope with them a little bit um and i'm gonna keep doing so until (laughs) we see if we get to that line no they've been they've been good sports about it they gave me a hard time at first not gonna lie and i think a big part of that was the fact that i am a middle eastern woman and so this isn't typical of I feel like Middle Eastern women to kind of put themselves on platforms like these and expose themselves so I know that was hard for them at first but I think once people started following, liking, commenting, sharing personal messages about the way that my videos have influenced them, they started realizing like okay like what she's doing is actually benefiting the community and, and people are like right so they they got on board. And in my head, I'm like, damn it. Like, why couldn't you guys be on board from jump, right? Like, why did it have to take all the aunties and uncles, like, saying, oh, you're, you should be so proud of your daughter, right? But it's just one of those things that that come with my parents. They're old school. and Yeah. It know. comes with, like, community approval. Yes, And girl. just, uh,
1: you know, being at least a Syrian and being a woman, you're essentially a representative of your family, it feels. Mm-hmm. More so than men i would say i agree with you from my like, <laughs> personal experience it's just a lot on our shoulders and like the reputations of our families mm-hmm. you know guys can essentially get away with a lot more yep. typically like i don't want to say this for all guys obviously not all families are the same right but i get that i, I get the hesitation yeah. i guess but I'm, I'm glad you've found a way to uh, like authentically put yourself
0: out there yeah a lot of people appreciate your work yeah they do they do they relate to it they appreciate it like i said i feel like we're all kind of living the same (laughs) life and this is one big therapy session but yeah i feel like there's just a lot of pressure on uh women in our culture to be a certain way to speak a certain way to dress a certain way right so like i said i feel like i'm pushing the envelope a little bit i mean i haven't done anything crazy to be like yeah i did this and my parents Mm -hmm. were just gonna have to deal with it right like i don't think i'm there yet because on the flip side i do respect my parents and appreciate their input too so i don't ever want to like go against their wishes but times are changing sarah like Mm -hmm. before like I mean, things a lot of things are taboo in our culture and I feel like before it was like super taboo for like women to move out of their houses, but like the times are changing and thank God, right? Like now I feel like more parents are okay with letting their daughters live in, in an independent way, right? Like not having to rely on a man for their freedom. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, so that's not my case. <laughs> I was going to say, is that it's not my any, case?
1: Anywhere in the future, the near future, for <sighs> girl, Romina Ray? <right? laughs> girl, I don't know.
0: I'm not. What I'm saying, I'm not saying that I want to be single. Let's just put this out there, sure. okay? But what I'm saying is that I wish my freedom didn't come at the cost of a man. And unfortunately, my parents are still in that like old school mindset. Like, no, honey, you cannot move out. You the day you leave your house, and I made a Yom video about this. Yes, is with a ring on your finger on the day of your wedding, which again, like, I'm so torn with our culture because I think that is such a beautiful custom to have your father walk you out of your house. But girl. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I wish I had my own space.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, okay, it's, I get why people nice. move out. Yeah.
1: yeah. Is it? Yeah. It's, Tell it's, me about it. It's pretty nice. My mom is always like, you know, you can always come home. I'm like, <laughs> You're funny. I know you You're miss adorable. us. <laughs> it's so
0: cute. So, yeah, they're, they're fun. They're interesting. But they're on board right now. I think they're excited for where this is going. And I think none of us realized that in less than two years we'd be where we are right now and and that's the exploring the the live comedy shows which has been so fun
1: have you has it become an all hands on deck situation like the whole family is involved now i feel bad saying yes Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) yeah i feel like you know when i started recording like I almost felt like an inconvenience because I had to quiet people down in the house, or like ask my sister to help me, or like my mom to help me with certain things, or like my mom to be in a video with me, uh, my brother to help me, and I just kind of felt like I was nagging people, or I was like being an inconvenience. But I feel like over time it became a, like yes we want to help you, like what can we do to help you, and um, family is very involved. Um, my aunts now, especially my my call her my auntager Ninwa <laughs> has been an absolute angel because she has taken on like the correspondence end of things organizing events or uh responding to you know inquiries that we get that sort of thing she was there when i had to record the housewives videos and those those are like hours long worth of recording and i needed a quiet space she's like come to my house whenever like record here and so like that it was just a huge relief to know that I had a space to go to to record and she would help me write the script and help me with my Assyrian at times and I didn't know how to say something so yeah Ninwa has been a five-star manager <laughs> shout out to my aunt Ninwa um, yeah she's she's taking care of everything and I think she's enjoying doing it so I'm so yeah I'm so lucky just to have my family my close friends motivate me like give me video ideas from time to time like you've given me like some brilliant (laughs) brilliant storylines and video ideas that I'm not going to share because I don't want it to get stolen but we need to get me no no no, (laughs) girl shit it should be I want to I want to hire you on my creative team no girl you've come up some Bomb ideas, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna share them because they're so good. But let's just say it's something like the Housewives, but call it a different show. How about that? Yeah, I'm so busy. It's crazy. I'm I'm so busy, but I feel so blessed and humbled. And it's good busy. Yeah, it's great busy. But yeah, my my uh, support group, my support network is.
1: I'm glad you have that. It's I feel like it's very important, especially. For when you're just starting out and you're kind of shifting careers because you were a teacher before this
0: you were an you english know, teacher right so weird sarah you said were you were as though. in past tense it is past tense a little background i have my master's in um i forgot it's been that long <laughs> it hasn't been that long i'm joking i have my master's in ell and reading so i'm an english teacher high school And I've been teaching for the past... Oh my God, I'm going to age myself right now. I started teaching in 2014. Yes. Okay, so what is that? Because I can't do math. Seven years? Eight years? That's eight years. Eight years, okay. And I had just taken my Spanish proficiency test to get my bilingual endorsement as well. And the Detroit show happened and I made it happen on my spring break. And then... More people were reaching out like, hey, can you come do a show here? Can you come do a show here? Can you come do a show here? And I'm like, how am I going to make this work with my teaching schedule? Because I already felt like I was being torn in two directions Mm -hmm. and almost not giving 100% in both. So I kept thinking to myself, like, imagine what remunerated could be if I had 100% of my time dedicated to it. Like, what opportunities would come from it? The types of videos I can do. Just investing more time and quality into the, the videos that I was making. And so... I decided in mid-April to put in my two weeks notice and I just said, you know what, I, if, if, this, if I let this opportunity pass me now, I probably would never be able to get it back and I would regret it for the rest of my life. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know, the degrees will always be there. The The place that I was teaching was phenomenal. I felt like that was the biggest sacrifice, like not being able to see my students anymore and leaving such a phenomenal district. So it was the scariest decision I'd ever made in my life. But I was like, you know what? I have the support. Like I have my parents behind me, my fans behind me. This feels like a passion before I felt like teaching was. I'd walk into work and not feel like I was going to work. Um, but then when I started Romina Rated, it now work all of a sudden felt like work and I couldn't wait to get home and record content. Like at one point, I think I, I had to bring my dish dasha with me to work <laughs> and record a cameo in the car on my lunch break because I just didn't have enough time in the day to get it done. So it was insane. And I was being pulled in both directions. And I, I felt like I didn't have time for myself anymore, even though I was OK with that because I was enjoying Romina Rated so much. You know what I mean? So I had to make that decision and couldn't let the opportunities pass me up. Do I regret it? No, I still don't. Thank God. I hope that doesn't change. <laughs> I don't regret it. Um, but yeah, I was a teacher, Sarah. I was a teacher. I can't
1: believe when you said how long you you had been doing it. I can't believe it's been that long. I know. It was nearly a decade. I know. Um, That's crazy. But even more amazing that you took a chance on yourself. Right. And you pursued this passion because I feel like a lot of people do that to themselves where they feel stuck and they're like, I've put so Mm -hmm. much time into this thing, whether it's work or, you know, a relationship, like people will just stay because the time somewhere invested. Exactly. Because of the time that they put into it. Yeah. So it's all honestly all the more cool and all the more inspiring that you left when you did to pursue this passion, Um, at least in my opinion. it just encourages me
0: to yeah. say that. And and all my friends and family were like, Listen, you gotta do what you think is the right move and that just felt like the right move at the time and I thank God that it still feels like the right move. So
1: it's very cool to be able to look at something that you're doing and also know that you're making an impact on your community. Like, I feel oh, like yeah. you're the reason Gundignaya Naya are on the map. <laughs>
0: we're on the map, baby! And people know <laughs> what we are. Oh, Lord, and I don't know if it, in a good way, too. Someone was like, I'm learning all my Assyrian from you. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> someone stop this educational moment from happening. Please do not learn my Assyrian. Yeah, no, Gundiks, we're on the map, baby. We are, Tchum specifically gundik Naya. Yes yes absolutely and yeah honestly like I never thought that I was making funny videos to have people like message me like you've changed my life or like you remind me of this person that I lost recently like those were just like the the cherry on top moments where I was like oh my god And I remember the first time someone had messaged me like a really long message about like how my videos were like helping her and i think it was during the pandemic and i was like whoa like i did not it felt like a lot of weight on my shoulders for a second because i was like oh man like people are taking my videos in this way like they were just great comments like when i'm feeling depressed i go to your videos and you make uh, me laugh or like your yom videos remind me of my grandma that just passed away like just super sentimental messages that i was like whoa is this what my content is doing for people because at first i was just making videos just to be funny like i was having a good time doing it now i feel like there's this like added pressure in a good way and i feel like it inspired me to keep posting the videos because now it wasn't just about me having fun and recording cool stuff or funny content it was like Oh, okay, like, people are relying on my content now for, for different reasons. I felt like I had that obligation to keep providing, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's just very humbling because I never thought, like, that my content could be received in such a way or can touch people in such a way. So, again, I always say just it's humbling. Like, it's insane. I mean,
1: even if they're learning the Gundic dialect, oh,
0: God, I guess. they're
1: at least learning Assyrian, which We're
0: is also something We're taking over, is that what you're to, saying? Yeah, why not? It's all good. <laughs> How was your Assyrian before Yom? Shit, terrible. Really? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. It was it was really terrible. We have this one childhood video of me and my sister. It's just the only one that we have. And we're speaking a Assyrian in it. Like nothing but Assyrian in it. And I remember watching it going, Whoa! Like we were fluent and then somehow lost it in the school system and we mm. weren't practicing at home, so it just disappears naturally. When I started the Yom videos, I would always ask my family, like, How do you say this? How do you say that? But dude in this past year and a half i feel like and granted it might be like the gundik dialogue it's probably not like a formal assyrian but i feel like my assyrian is so much better so i know you have a lot of
1: shows coming up a lot of stand-up shows you've you've shifted more so into stand-up while you're still doing the recording you're still doing you know your tiktok content but as you're shifting into stand-up what have you noticed are you excited
0: what's going on in your head Girl, I feel like I'm in therapy. Mm -hmm. You'd make a really good therapist. I feel very calm with you.
1: I should have gotten that degree instead of my anthropology degree. It's not too
0: late, Sarah. You know what? It's really not. Don't feel stuck. (laughs) We just talked about this um Girl, i don't want to go back to school i'm dead you should right just now. do you, your syrian <laughs> podcast it's like therapy sessions that would be freaking. that's phenomenal.
1: how i'm gonna advertise it from now you on should. you know what you want some free therapy i am not licensed <laughs> but it's free 99
0: do it dude um all right so i am a control freak when it comes to the content and like what i'm putting out there for the fans so in terms of the comedy shows i have my hand in a lot of it and like the tech stuff that goes into it i freak out about things going wrong on that end um so leading up to the shows i felt really anxious because i just wanted to put on a good show and i'm still i'm i'm a noob when it comes to the the stand-up part like i haven't actually gone to these little bars and done any stand-up yeah yeah (laughs) i haven't done any of that i kind of just got up there and talked to people. My first show, the Detroit show, wasn't scripted. It wasn't, I didn't write a sketch. Like I, I didn't do any of that. And, and I felt like the one that I did at Babylon was a it was little in bit Chicago. more it was in Chicago. Movie. Yeah. Babylon Bistro was in Chicago. I felt like I had written like three, I chose three topics to talk about. And I wrote like some bullet points and I was like, just, just talk about it. I didn't really like script it or like practice the bit. I don't even know if I'm using the right terminology (laughs) for for comedy. But I didn't practice it. I went up there and people were like, you did great. You did great. So I feel natural when I'm on stage. So I guess I'm anxious leading up to it because I want everything to go smoothly. But when I'm in it, like in the thick of it, it just feels so good. And so I think that's the part I can't wait for is like to be in the middle of a show, just like rocking it, vibing with the fans, making people laugh but i do want to craft more like i want to learn the ins and outs of stand-up comedy and i want to actually like put myself out there not just for the middle eastern population but like go into a bar in chicago like a diverse crowd and see if they'll vibe with my jokes too right like am i just funny for middle easterns because they can relate or like can i do it in a way that like you know appeals to different cultures yeah, and like a
1: bigger demographic. Essentially. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's the, the goal right now. My bucket list. We're going to go, right? You're going to
1: take me. I'm so down. <laughs> if the place I used to go to ever reopens, they oh, shut shoot. down during
0: COVID. I feel Damn. really bad.
1: I will say that as someone who has seen your stand up, you're really good with the crowd work
0: yeah oh my gosh so fun
1: <laughs> it's uh it it seems like a good way to kind of warm yourself up is there anything like difficult about that when you're
0: just trying to approach people and you're talking to people in your crowd yes okay I have two stories to tell about this so I'm sure people have seen little clips highlight videos of my stand-up my show that I do I come out as yom at first and give people what what they love which is just yom just roasting them so at one show in detroit um i went up to this couple and i'm like vibing with the wife and i'm vibing with the husband and i think i said something to the husband that set him off because his smile disappeared and he just had this like look on his face like a pissed off look and i go i got so awkward i like turned to the wife the wife's still cracking up and i'm like okay i think we're safe because the wife is still laughing right like i don't think i'm gonna get chris rocked right now (laughs) by this man um (laughs) chris rock (laughs) yeah i was scared for a second and i think i just like kind of smoothed it over and was like uh let me walk away or something like that i just walked away from him but it was so awkward because yeah that does happen like you're doing things on the spot it's all improvised you don't know how people are gonna react right so yes i've had that awkward moment and then on the flip side i've had moments happen where I feel like god was looking out for me in a way where these like perfect jokes are set up and i didn't know it so in detroit i went up to a man who says he was a lawyer and i go oh oh so i'm gonna fall i'm gonna fall right here at uh at the the club the country club and you're gonna cut me a check and he shakes his head and and he says no not here and i was like what do you what do you mean not here this this expensive country club i gonna fall here You are gonna give me a lot of money he goes, no, no, not here. And I'm looking at him, and someone from the crowd goes, he's the president of the country club. No. And I was like, oh, shit. And I walked away and people were dying of laughter. And I was like, wow, like what a perfect joke. Like not intentional at all. I didn't, I had no idea he was the president of the country club. And I just happened, so happened to go up to this guy and go, I'm going to slip here. You're going to cut me a fat check. And he turns out to be the president of the country club. So that just was so funny to me. It was like the perfect setup. And then again at Babylon Bistro in Chicago, uh, I go up to this guy and I said, what do you do for work? He goes, nothing. And I said, Oh, I was a every night. <laughs> He's for sure at the coffee shops every night and everyone in the room dies of laughter. The woman in front of him is like throwing her thumbs up oh like, yes, yes, gosh. you're right. And then our cousin catches me in the bathroom later and she goes, do you know who that guy was? We call him and I forgot his name. Say it was Johnny. She goes, we call him Johnny Chechana because he's in the oh Chechana every night. So I'm like, oh, my God. Like I feel like God is like setting up these moments during the show. It's just like, here you go. Like right on my lap, like just a perfect moment like not knowing but setting up the perfect jokes and uh, it's just it's been awesome honestly it's been such a cool experience so yes the scary part of the stand-up and the improv is like yes things are happening in the moment and you don't know what you're gonna get but i also alth- i also think that's what makes it fun especially as you because that's essentially like that's the comedy in and of itself is like she's reacting to everything as it's happening in the moment so that's fun and every crowd is different you're going to get a different Yom crowd work in different places, so it's mm-hmm. fun.
1: Are you excited for your, your future shows that are coming up?
0: Yes, I am. Um, I am stoked for Australia.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, are we going to find you a guy in Australia? What's going on Girl, there? Girl, because the accents, front, though. Those accents.
0: But, like, I don't know about no 90-day fiancé business. I'm just, you know, like, long distance is not for me, so... We working on visas and bringing them over? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's looking like uh, 30 and single, baby.
1: Well, I'm curious, though. You have such a huge following. Are there not guys in your DMs like, hey, baby, Serious, be your like you. Hello, khayi. I'll be your Ankidu. Does anybody call you Sarha? Ah, I wish. Azisti sarha. It's so cute. No, I got to go back to Iraq for that.
0: <laughs> Is it Sarah or Sarha baby? Sarha, baby. Sarha. Sarha. No, Sarah, you sound like my student because one of my students said Miss Odisho, damn. He was a, he just I, I miss him so much. He used to roast <laughs> me all the time. He goes, Damn, Miss Odisho, of all the followers you got and you're still single, nobody <laughs> slid into your DMs and I'm like, sick, this kid. Um, no, you know it's interesting. You have like the random like fobs for lack of a better word like sure. sending like messages in Arabic and I, of course I have to translate because I don't know if he's going to be like baby girl I love you so much I'm going to make you my queen maybe mm-hmm. I want to be his queen you <laughs> feel me so I got to translate these to see what they're about and half the time they don't make sense you know how it goes when sure. you click on like see translation yeah, on Facebook comments and they make no sense something like you are my dream yeah like, yeah my rose yep Ro- oh there's cloud. always something about roses there's always a rose in there and gardens it's great they're poetic yeah but uh, no, no, there has not been. And I joke about it because I say it's my fault because I put myself <laughs> out there as the om. okay? I did that to myself. And so I feel like the men are getting a glimpse 50 years from now and why would they want any part of that, right? <laughs> so, no, I joke about that all the time. But no, um, no, not really. It's been It's been interesting for sure. But... I don't know if like that's how I want to meet someone either mm. now that I think about it like I'm more like old school like I w- like would rather not someone slide into my dms but like slide into my actual life yeah. like hello nice to meet you in person yeah you know? that's always nice you know what I mean it always comes off very confident too yeah you know. like don't be scared to come up to me yeah after I the don't show look like you all the time if you're you know
1: <laughs> cute and you know maybe a couple of nice tattoos yeah. and buff and yeah after the come show up
0: to remain a rated after the show but it's so funny Sarah. <laughs> like guys, <Slider>. do, guys <laughs> do slide into my dms <laughs> though sarah but it's for cameos for their wives oh god yeah <laughs> so it's like you know i'll get like excited for a second and then it's like oh yes you would like to pay for a video of yom wishing your wife a happy birthday god bless you guys you happy <laughs> happily married couple that's beautiful um so yeah it's been
1: pretty quiet are you looking on that front?
0: <laughs> am I Is looking? That, and what are you looking for? If so, oh, if Sarah, the plug! I love how this has shifted.
1: <laughs> Just trying to, you uh, know. of
0: course, I'm looking. I'm not actively looking.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm not
0: actively looking, and Your I always started, say, like, uh, stressing you out about that. <laughs> they're not. Every time I visit my grandma, I say, "Huh, let's Oh gosh. <laughs> found me one. She's like, "Where am I going to go with her bad name?" She's like, "Where am I going to go to find you one?" Um, no, and I don't know if I like that idea of like my parents like. <laughs> <laughs> on the search on the hunt for a man for me uh no absolutely not um it's just a struggle you know you feel like you know all the people around your age in your city and then randoms turn up and you're like oh sick he's engaged like where was he when i was looking right i guess no, i should
1: rephrase that. it to are you looking for somebody who knows you as you or someone who um, like sees romina rated and
0: was like she's funny i like that i would i, like I my would my love funny yeah i would love to I would hope that the person I'm with thinks I'm funny mm-hmm. and vice versa. I need a funny guy in my life. I don't want to be the one cracking the jokes all the time. Like, I like to sit back and laugh too sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I think at the I think we're past that point of, like, people just meeting me as me. I feel like the majority of the people I meet, like, they know who I am at that point. But, yeah, very interesting. I, I would hope that the person I end up with is invested in my videos too so that <laughs> we can make videos together. Cause I can't, I don't think I'd sacrifice Ramina rated for a guy, like yeah. a super, pri- I can imagine like a super private guy, like not wanting to be about it. And I'm, I'm going to be like,
1: okay, bye. <laughs> You're going to be in these videos, whether you like it whether or not. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> what um, is that like though now? Like, let's say just going to church or going to a wedding and like, everybody was like, yep,
0: that's, there's Ramina. That's Ramina yeah, rated. I was actually explaining this to my parents yesterday, like that I get like a moment of anxiety because I feel like I was a pretty private person before remunerated. And it's not to say that I'm like, I don't consider myself famous at all. Like I always say like five mile radius, which is not the case, but still, it's so weird. It's weird to go to church. You know, I've gone to church all my life, but now it's like I'm going to church and people are coming up to me and saying they love my videos, right? Like, so on the one hand, it's like so cool and fun to like meet the fans and hear what they have to say. On the other hand, I get like anxiety for a second cuz I'm like, oh my god, like I can never just go now to church and just sit in that peace, you know, and and do it the way I used to do it where then I could hang out with like the youth kids afterwards. Like no, like now it's like I'm expecting someone to like come up to me, say hello, want to take a picture. Which again, it's like again, so humbling and so cool, but there's that sense of the old me and the, the way that I was used to is gone forever now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, at least within our community. So it's it's bittersweet, I think.
1: Is it kind of like you have to put on a show
0: no, wherever you go? it's not a show. It's like, hey, say I, something funny. I, sometimes. Do I feel like know. I'm like a monkey, like I'm a dancing monkey to people sometimes. But no, it's not like a show. It's just being on. It's yeah. being on because I remember meeting someone from like a TV show that I used to watch. And I, I said, can I take a picture with you? And he's like, make it quick. And that's that till this day, I'll never forget it. I was such a fan of this actor. And he said, make it quick. And from then on, I was like, ew, like what an interaction. I almost wish I never met you because now I'm like, that was really rude. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm a sweet person. I'm never rude to anybody. So I would never be like, yeah, make it quick to someone that came up to take a picture with me. But like i said i love meeting them i love hearing what they have to say about my videos but i feel like i have to be on Mm -hmm. so some days i'm not feeling it like maybe i got into an argument with my parents before church which we're not supposed to do obviously but Mm. no um, no we don't we don't do that we don't do no we don't ever do that no (laughs) (laughs) but like if i'm not like i could be going through my own thing but the fans don't know that and so i can't give them that energy i have to be on so that's what i mean about being on i have to be you know like uh like you know a, a, a personality, energy. yeah so like I remember yeah. one time going into a salon to do my hair for one of my shows and they were like wow like you're so toned down like you're so quiet we didn't expect you to be like that And I almost felt like I disappointed them for a second but then I'm like hold on like I'm just me like I can be quiet sometimes too you know like and that's sometimes when I feel like I'm, I'm like being treated like a like a like a circus monkey or like a clown like go ahead dance yeah perform you're not doing do you, the do. you know yeah. what i mean like so it's it's sometimes i'll have those like awkward moments where it's like people expect that of me right away they think that's me 24 7 but it's not i'm just a regular regular person that like sometimes is in her feels too and like not in the mood to be you know what they see on all the time so. sure but meeting the fans is fun yeah. especially the kids sarah yeah. they're so sweet Like, at the wedding yesterday, one girl, like, literally, her mouth dropped. And she's like, oh, my God, you're here? And, like, they're so cute. They, like, run up for hugs. Like, it's just the sweetest thing. Um, The first autographs I ever signed were on paper plates at a picnic. And they were kids. (laughs) It was so cute. They had a Sharpie. And they're like, can you sign our plates? That's adorable. Yeah, it was really adorable. So, yeah. I talk a lot. That's all good. Viewers, listeners, I talk a lot. This is what we're here for. This is therapy. People are listening because they want to listen.
1: Thank uh, is God, huh?
0: We're not holding guns to think they? Had. You think they didn't turn it off the 50 minutes ago? Turn. No, no. The people, the, end of the people the end listening. Of the people you think off. they didn't go away uh, to the other podcast? You know what? Who we knows? still have your attention, guys. God with them. Thanks, you know. God. Please, don't go anywhere. We have more therapy to come. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you see yourself taking these uh, multiple personalities? to a doctor (laughs) (laughs) to a psychiatrist no
1: um for real though because you have you you do so much you're doing the directing in a lot of cases you're doing the writing you're you know you're acting in these you're singing in some of them like you're you're doing a lot of different i love the bollywood yeah you do listen we grew up watching them together i love it um but i do wonder like what's next essentially like after like let's say stand up do you want stand up to lead you somewhere do you want that to be like your main thing for
0: a little while so stand up was on my bucket list which i'm exploring now the content i don't want to stray away from because i feel like it's immediate and it's accessible and to everyone and that's how i started so i feel like i need to be like true to that and like not forget my roots quote unquote you know what i mean sure like uh stay true to it and and give the fans what they want in the way that they first got it but that's not to say i don't want to grow like in the types of videos i'm making and then potentially acting sarah i don't know do you think i'd be a good actress i actually do really? i could totally
1: see you in like movies or something where do you oh my see God, what kind that's of like just genre like, do you see yourself
0: in i don't know it's just so nerve-wracking <laughs> like to cameo think about
1: in a bollywood movie that like would be phenomenal Current or one. even like
0: sing over one like sing for a soundtrack like that would be so fun but like i don't know i feel like i don't take myself seriously but i so badly want to explore serious roles or like make more serious videos like i'll come across an audio on tiktok and i'm like ooh, that would be a really good audio for like just like a serious like acting moment. And then I think to myself like nah, like I'm cringing just thinking about it. And, like my my Because my, it's you doing it? Because it's me doing it and then also that I do comedy. So how would my fan base take that? Would they be like laughing at it and then be like oh, oh wait, like she's being serious right now and it's just like a cringe-worthy moment, you know what I mean? I just I I laugh at myself too much, but I don't want to do that forever. And that's how I've been all my life. Like I've always been just the comedic like the the clown that makes people laugh and so sometimes when i was serious people be like i can't tell if you're being funny or serious right now so it's like that it's 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 weird like you can't tell you can't tell when everything's comedy all the time but i do want to make that shift and obviously acting i mean that would be so fun and so cool but i hear it's not easy and i think that scares me because right now i'm like comfortable like this is my my thing this is my jam my zone you know what i mean yeah but even like stand-up is not super easy for a lot of people
1: but you're no, doing it know. you're putting yourself out there yeah it's you're tough. putting yourself in front of people and being vulnerable telling yeah.
0: your stories your family stories right. you know um, yeah that's you know it's scary as hell i mean in the moment it feels natural and right but it's scary as hell
1: yeah you think yom would do like a horror movie I mean, if someone wants to cast
0: you, hell yeah. (laughs) And you know what's funny you say that? I feel like it would almost be easier for me to take roles as one of my characters versus Mm -hmm. myself. And I feel like that's, like, the biggest cop-out. Like, I'm scared to be myself, even though I feel like I could be myself in certain roles. Like, serious roles, too.
1: That makes sense, though, because when you're acting, you're not yourself.
0: Yeah. And I'm almost hiding behind these characters. So I can be as, like, goofy and silly or... You know, as goofy as I want. There's, like, no pressure because it's not me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not the joke. Whoa. This is really... You just go meta. How did you do that? <laughs> you should. You need to be a therapist, girl. Anyway, yeah, I need to just chill out and just put myself out there more. And I, it's funny that I say that because I'm out there. But, I mean, just put myself out there more and, like, be authentically myself and not just behind these characters and... You know what i mean yeah i feel like the stand-up is leading you into that some more i hope so i hope so because it allows you to you know be myself in that moment yeah exactly you're talking to people as yourself when you're telling these jokes and you know absolutely and that's what i was telling my family too the yom improvising part the yom crowd work perfectly fine no stress whatsoever coming out as myself though i'm like oh my god i'm not funny like this isn't funny i'm not going to be funny i'm not going to deliver this the right way or like um, these jokes are just not funny enough like that's where i'll start freaking out is the parts where i do it like authentically me
1: i think that's hard for a lot of people though oh yeah you know just to be their authentic selves Mm -hmm. again not to like harp on our community but oh especially to do that with our community there's that paranoia like (sighs) that someone's gonna take something the wrong way Mm -hmm. and you
0: know
1: yeah it's just it's always there Um, anything else that we can look forward to from you any projects that you're working on aside from the the stand where are you going for stand where am i going that's a good question
0: we're going we've been to detroit we did chicago we're going to cali we're going to uh arizona god willing we're going to australia next year um i've been invited by a few fans to come to paris and i'm like hell yeah but like i don't know what the population looks like there like i don't even know how to begin organizing something like that so i mean we're going everywhere baby i love that and it's scary and exciting and it's cool it's fun stuff it's surreal i love that for you
1: i can't wait to see it all Thank you. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. And thank and you, telling, Khai.
0: Thank you telling me
1: about your life and being
0: vulnerable Sarha. here today. Thank you so much, khai. Yeah. Are you I'm not going to pay for this therapy la. La la, bala, Thank you God insurance. <laughs> yeah. In, insurance <laughs> is going to cover kulli <laughs> <cool men. laughs>
1: Something wrong
0: with your eye? No, no, winking, winking. People, people can't see me winking. Hey, wala, a podcast. Hey, a podcast hey, in a hey, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> hey, thank you, <laughs> okay. It's been a blast. Thank you so much, Assyrian Podcast, for having me out. You are a phenomenal interviewer thanks for doing this with me oh thank um,
1: you bye for now we cannot wait to see all of the things you do i'm pretty sure i already said that and now i'm doing
0: this hey thing that's where you okay say, okay bye
1: bye. bye bye thank,
0: bye. thank you everyone shamane shamane right i have no idea that that? oh the listeners yes ahead, thank you everyone for listening See, I'm doing it again where I'm like going into character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this yeah, is me, Romina. Right. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Sarah, thank you for having me. Thanks for coming. by. Bye. Hey, bye. 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 Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Assyrian Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and review us wherever you listen to us. You can also help us by spreading the word about the Assyrian Podcast to your family and friends. And remember, dial four one five three four nine three eight four five and leave us a message or email us at info at com with your name, location, your favorite episode, and why. Thank you all. Please have a safe summer. We'll resume episodes this fall, so stay tuned.